I'm teaching this morning and tonight on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a place where demons are cast out. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of freedom. And I want to talk tonight about Jesus and his power to cast out devils. And in Matthew chapter 10 and in verse 1, he calls the 12 disciples to him and he gives them, he gives them. You know, when Jesus gives you something, well, you got something. And you may not have been able to get that by yourself or of yourself, but when he gives you something, you've got something. And he gave them something. He gave his disciples power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Power, this is the Greek word exousia. It means authority. It's like a badge. It's, it, it's like the, 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 the signed papers of a governor. This is authority, exousia. It means jurisdiction. It means the power and the right and the strength to cast out unclean spirits. The uh, Thayer's Bible says that this word exousia means the capacity, the competency, and the mastery over unclean spirits. And so Jesus calls his disciples. He gives them exousia. And then as they turn to go, he says these words to them. As you go with this exousia that I have just given to you, preach. And here's what I want you to preach as you go with exousia. Preach this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of freedom that releases people from the kingdom of darkness. And when the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the gates of hell cannot prevail. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 18. I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Death and darkness and demons are dispelled and dispersed when the kingdom of God is at hand, when the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. And we read in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. This is the purpose for the manifestation of the Son of God, to destroy. This is a primary verb in the Greek called, the word is luo, luo, and it means to loosen, that he might loose those who are tied up or bound by the works of the devil. It means to break up. It also has two very interesting meanings, to dissolve and melt. To dissolve and melt. The visual here is what happens when you put salt on a snail. To dissolve and melt the works of the devil. This is the kingdom that has come from heaven. This is the purpose that the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy Luo. Thayer says it this way. To loose one who is bound. To unbind to release from chains. I hear chains falling. I hear chains falling. I hear chains falling. And to set free for this purpose. The Son of God was manifested. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus cast an unclean spirit out of a woman in a synagogue on the Sabbath. 
And the ruler of the synagogue was just so angry at Jesus. He was just so angry at Jesus because it was the Sabbath. And here was this woman, bound. And we read in verse 16 of Luke 13, Jesus says to this leader of the synagogue who's berating him for freeing this woman because it happens to be the Sabbath. And Jesus says, this dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? Another place in translations, he says, you hypocrite, you will take a donkey and an ox and lead them out of a ditch and lead them to water. But here this woman who has been bound by the devil for 18 years, you would forbid that from happening to her because it's the Sabbath. Held in bondage by Satan, bound, bowed, and bent over for 18 years by a demon. That's the work of the devil that Jesus has come to destroy. That work of binding and that work of bondage. And Jesus said to her in verse 12, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. But I really like the English Standard Version where Jesus says it this way, woman, you are freed. Because that's what the kingdom of God is. It is a kingdom of freedom. We talked a few weeks ago about the kingdom of God being a kingdom of hope in a world that is desperate for hope. I read the statistic that in the United States, over half of the young people, teenagers in America, live with a constant sense of dread and hopelessness. They said this is the greatest statistic of hopelessness in the world. But not in, that's in the culture. That's in the culture of the world. That's not in the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of hope. But not only is it a kingdom of hope, it is a kingdom of freedom. Freedom. This is our king. This is his cause. This is his kingdom come when people are set free. This is how his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Another time, on the, Jesus, the Sabbath was his favorite day for casting out demons. And on another time, Jesus casts a demon out of a man, a young man who was both blind and deaf. And when Jesus cast the demon out of this man, the crowds were so amazed that the crowds begin to say out loud, could this be the son of David? Could this be the son of David? Which means, could this be the king? Because David's son, King David. This, so could this be the king of kings? And they're saying that to Jesus because he's casting out this, these demons. Now, when the Pharisees hear that, no, that's the last thing they want to hear. Don't say that. No, no, no. Don't say that this is the son of David. They come running in. And they, and they try to silence the crowds. And here's what they say to them in verse 24 when the, of Matthew 12. When the Pharisees heard it, they said, Oh, whoa, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts. And he said to them, Every kingdom... Divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will 
His kingdom. Whose kingdom? Satan's kingdom. How will Satan's kingdom stand? But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When Luke records this, he uses these words in Luke 11 and verse 20. Jesus said, but if I cast out demons with the finger, and I'm not going to say this, with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, isn't this interesting that the scribes, the Pharisees, the rulers, they run in there and they say, no, 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 no. This is the work of Beelzebub. Beel, the prince of demons, the ruler of demons. What's so amazing is that Beelzebub, his name means the dung god. I mean, that just stinks. I don't care who you are. The dung god, the dung god, the poo poo god, the god of manure. This is what the name Beelzebub means. And this is why the parody of his name is that he is called the Lord of the Flies, right? So I want to show you how Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies, I want to show you how unclean spirits operate today in Australia. I want to show you how they work. Because, come on, they didn't all disappear or dissipate, or just dissolve in the, in the first century after Jesus and the church. How many know that, they, how many know that the, there's still a kingdom of darkness and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of this world? Where did they go? Where did they go? Well, I think some of them have been voted into parliament. <laughs> They're here. I want to show you how in the 21st century an unclean spirit can gain access into someone's life. I want to show you how an unclean spirit can possibly have a door left open that he can kind of find his way in. Now, I'm not talking about demon possession. I don't believe a Christian can be demon possessed. But we certainly know about this warfare, and I believe any of us can be demon oppressed. And any of us can be struggling in an area where the devil has got a stronghold that needs to be broken. That's what I'm talking about tonight. And so even the apostle Peter says to us as Christ followers, he says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The word here in the Greek means to skull down in one gulp. So this is how Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies, can possibly gain access into someone's life. Four ways I want to show you. Number one, wounds. Wounds. Open wounds of bitterness, unforgiveness, or hatred, trauma, abuse, violation, and damage. Like, like flies are drawn to open wounds 
demons are drawn to deep wounds in the soul that are not healed but are open and festering like flies looking for the moisture and the openness of a wound. Wounds. Words. Words. Curses. Inner vows. Words spoken over someone. Words that have marred and scarred the soul. Words that you can never unhear. Words of rejection that hurt so bad you can hardly breathe. Words. Wounds. Words. Works. Lawless deeds. Wicked acts. Casting off all restraint and giving oneself over to every evil and immoral desire. Perverse and obstinate and abhorrent and unbridled sins of the flesh. And number four, willfulness. Wounds. Wounds. Words. Works. And willfulness. Willfulness is what made Lucifer the angel, Satan the devil. God did not create Satan the devil. He created Lucifer the angel. But in absolute rebellious willfulness, Lucifer the angel became Satan the devil. And we read about this in Isaiah 14 and verse 14, where he says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above God. I will ascend above the heights. I will be God of me. I will be the most high. And so here we see open wounds, inner vows, lawless deeds, willful pride, four access points that can leave the screen door open to the Lord of the flies. And what is the result when an unclean spirit has access into someone's life? It's always the same result. The result is bondage, captivity. The work of the devil is to tie up and to bind and to chain and imprison and enslave. And when an unclean spirit somehow gains access into someone's life, that spirit must be evicted or that person will live in captivity. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, not only to forgive our sin, but to free our soul. God wants you forgiven, and God wants you free. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of freedom. To loose, break, dissolve, melt, to undo the works of the devil. We read in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Jesus taught us to pray in the kingdom prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom. In other words, yours is the kingdom that is pushing this one out. Your kingdom come oh, and, 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 and push back the kingdom that's here and that was established long time ago. Your kingdom come. And in your kingdom, for every kingdom person that lives in your kingdom, we have daily provision. We have daily pardon. And we have daily protection from the evil one. And yours is the kingdom, not his. For thine is the kingdom and the power, not his, and the glory, not his forever. This is our daily life. This is our daily living, daily deliverance, daily pardon, provision, protection. Let me read this kingdom prayer to you from the passion. It's a little different and a little different insight. We acknowledge you as our provider over all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs that we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil, from the evil one. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. Provision. Pardon, protection. But as we read it in the Passion, we see it's daily food, daily forgiveness, and daily freedom from the evil one. Jesus is so jealous for you. He is so jealous for you. Is there an area of your life where you are not experiencing freedom? Is there some part of your life where you're bound or held in captivity? Jesus walked into the synagogue in Nazareth and he opened the scroll and he said these words, and these words are for you tonight, and these words are for me tonight. Jesus said in Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed, that the oppressed will be set free. And he emphasizes that in John 8:36, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free. Indeed, family deliverance is your daily bread in the kingdom of God. And if you are not free indeed, then here is what you need to know. There are three negative influences in your life. There are three opposing forces that oppose you from doing and being and living the way that you know you want to live and the way that God's called you to live, to walk that path in life and light and, 
and to walk before them. But there's three forces that oppose you. There are three negative influences that are always pulling at you. And for you to walk forward, you're going to have to walk through some of these things that oppose you and me. And it's just kind of the way it is. Three negative influences in your life. And James talks about it in James chapter 3 and verse 15. James says this. This wisdom does not descend from above. And here's all three of them. It does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Has anyone ever had a struggle in their life with the world or the flesh or the devil? The world, the flesh, and the devil oppose me and they oppose my journey with God. We see this again in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2 and 3. You once walked following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom you once lived in the passions of your flesh. So here it is again. The world, the flesh, and the devil. And yet it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So how do we walk in freedom with opposition? What is the antidote for the gravity of the world that just keeps pulling me to love the world and the things that are in the world and the world and the pull of the world and, 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 and you know, makes me just want to be like Barbie? <laughs> what is that pull? What is that gravity? What's the antidote to the world? I can tell you tonight, my brother and sister, the antidote to the world is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven, and Jesus teaches us, and Jesus says these words to his followers in John 15, 19. Here's the antidote. Here's the, here's the fix for, for the world. Jesus says, you're not of the world. You're not even of the world. I chose you out of the world. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Yeah, but what's the antidote to the world? In John 17, 16, Jesus said, you are not of the world any more than I am of the world. What about the flesh? What's the antidote to the flesh? <clears throat> the antidote to the flesh is the spirit. The spirit. Paul said in Galatians 5, 16, walk. Not in the flesh. Listen to Paul. He says, walk in the spirit. What happens when I walk in the spirit? You shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. And those who walk in the spirit have crucified the, the, the flesh. Those who walk in the spirit, they walk, that the antidote to my flesh is the spirit. The antidote to the world is the kingdom of heaven. And what is the antidote to the devil? The antidote to the devil is the exousia, exousia, authority, powerful name of Jesus that expels and evicts spirits. The antidote to unclean spirits is the name of Jesus spoken in exousia, in authority, in power. It's like salt on a snail. Even, even the, the 70 who went out and proclaimed Jesus into the villages, 
They return in Luke 10 and verse 17. The 70 returned with joy. And here's what they said to Jesus, with joy, because he sent them out, remember, with exousia. And so they've returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name, in the exousia of your name. They are subject to us. The Greek word is hupatasso. They are subject to us. Hupatasso. They are subordinate to us. They are under us. They obey us in your name. And you know what Jesus said to them when they said that to him? Verse 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give you exousia. I give you authority. I give you the authority of my name to trample on serpents and scorpions and funnel webs and over all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And we read in Mark 16, in verse 17, Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Now, is there an area in your life where you are tied up and bowed down? Is there an area in your life where you are not free? You know, we have to understand, not only do I have three opposing forces against me, I also have to understand that as a person, I am a, I'm body, soul, and spirit. You are body, soul, and spirit. Now, not everything is spirit. Some things are body. Not everything is soul. Some things are spirit. And, you know, people would say, well, now, brother, not everything is a devil. Of course not everything is a devil. But not everything is not a devil either. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Body, soul, and spirit. And sometimes when you're bound up, you know what you need? You need an appointment with a doctor. And maybe some medication. And sometimes when you're bound up, you know what you might need? You might need a session with a counselor. And someone to walk you through and talk you through. And sometimes when you're bound up, you might need deliverance from a devil. And deliverance is your daily food in the kingdom of heaven. Your daily bread in the kingdom of heaven is deliverance from the stinky one. Deliverance from the evil one. So Jesus, I think he's, he's wanting a break. And he, he goes out of Israel. He goes up through Lebanon, all the way up into Syria. He goes up into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And something amazing happens while he's up there. Mark 7 and verse 24. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it. I don't know, maybe he went up there for a break. But he could not be hidden. 
For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek. She was not Jewish. The woman was a Greek. She was a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter, please, Cast the demon out of my baby girl. Please, please cast the demon out of my daughter. But Jesus said to her, look, let the children eat first. Let the children be filled first. For it's not good to take the children's bread, the children's bread, and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered, and she said, yes, Lord. Yet, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she'd come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. And that happened not from the children's bread, but from the crumbs of the children's bread. It's your bread he's talking about here. So how do I get free in this kingdom? How do I live daily in this kingdom with freedom, forgiveness, provision, food? How do I get free? You need to learn how to get free so that you can every day walk in it. How do I get free? How do I live free? How do I stay free from the power of the evil one? Are you ready to go there with me right now? Would you lean in with me right now? I'm going to show you how we get free, how we stay free, how we live free from the power of the evil one. Here's what you need to know. The power of his blood brings forgiveness. The power of his name brings deliverance. And the power of his spirit brings infilling and fullness and wholeness. Freedom is found in the forgiveness of his blood, the exousia of his name, and the fullness of of the Spirit. Ask the Father to forgive you. Ask the Son to deliver you. And ask the Spirit to fill you. So here's what we must do. We invoke the blood. We evict the devil. And we invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill me and fill this place, and fill this space. We invoke the blood. We evict the devil. And we invite the Holy Spirit. We apply the blood of Jesus for our cleansing. We apply the name of Jesus for our deliverance. And we apply the spirit of Jesus for our fullness and wholeness. The blood for cleansing us, the name for freeing us, 
and the Spirit fulfilling us. You got to know this. Now, James says something to us very, very important. In his epistle, chapter 4 and verse 7, here's what James says Resist the devil, resist him. Buddy, I mean, re- insist on, resist the de- You don't, don't, don't just, okay, don't just, you, you don't, don't be, don't be nice. Resist the devil. You have to insist. If you're going to move the devil, you have to insist and you have to resist. You don't compromise. You don't just kind of live in some little truce. You know, you, you do you and then I'll do me and you, you try and don't be too bad to me and we'll, we'll get along just fine. No, 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 no. Resist. Resist. Come on. This is a warfare, somebody. You think this is a walk in the park? This is not a walk in the park, man. This is a journey to the eternal realms of heaven and glory and God and his kingdom come on the earth and there's a battle along the way and you cannot be some kind of a marshmallow, lazy, little, laid back, draw back Christian if you're going to live in this kingdom of God. You've got, you just can't do that. Oh, well, I'm just gonna go find my safe place. There is no such thing as a safe place, just a place of opportunity for you to rise up and be bold and big in God. You got to resist him. You resist him over your home and your family and your children and your health and your finances. Resist him. You don't compromise. You don't sit back. You stand up. You get up. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is it. You resist him in the exousia name of Jesus and he will flee from you. Please hear me, family. When you impose your will against the devil in the name of Jesus, he will flee from you. This is what the Bible says. And the word for flee from you means run and shun. Come on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Run and shun. But it doesn't happen till you resist and insist. Jesus said to his followers, followers, I give you power to expel, to evict, and to eject the unclean spirit. Team, would you please come? And here's what you need to know. This eviction, stay with me. This eviction is not a prayer. It's a pronouncement. This eviction is not a plea. It's a proclamation. This is not me asking. This is me asserting authority in the exousia name of Jesus Christ. This is an eviction. This is an ejection. This is an expulsion. This is me resisting and insisting you go in the exousia name of Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet, please.
The power of his blood forgives me. The power of his name frees me. And the power of his spirit fills me. And every chain and every claim of the devil is broken and defeated with the authority and exousia of the name of Jesus. And so you need to pray this and this prayer, and you need to decree this deliverance. You need to learn to do this for yourself. Now, in a minute, all of our pastors are going to come up here, and we're, we're going to walk with you and love on you, but you've still got to learn to do this yourself. Somebody said, daily deliverance is better than yearly exorcism. So we got to walk daily in this freedom, brother. Come on, sister. We gotta, uh, we, we're not going to be bound over 18 years here. No, no, no. Not even 18 minutes. Come on, somebody. No, 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 no. This is my bread in the kingdom of heaven. And so we have to learn to pray, Lord, forgive me with your precious blood. And then we have to demand and decree, devil, leave me in his powerful name. And then we have to humbly ask and Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me afresh and anew with fresh fire. Fill me, Holy Spirit, with fresh oil. Take that which has been occupied by that which is evil and fill it with that which is holy. Fill me with what is holy. So would you join me tonight praying the Lord's Prayer with me, the kingdom prayer together. Could we pray it together? I think we might get it up here on the screen. I know there's a couple places in the scripture, and there's a couple different versions, but I learned it in the King James Version. Let's pray it out loud together. You ready? Let's start. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And the actual is evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Would you bow your heads with me tonight? It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. My whole heart and my whole motive and my whole purpose for going here tonight and this morning is that I love you and I want you to live in freedom. And Jesus has paid such a price for us to be free, not just forgiven, Oh, the price he's paid for our forgiveness. But it's also the price he paid for our freedom. And for you to not walk in it is heartbreaking. And so tonight, you need to see, you need to know, and you need to understand how to live in freedom and that deliverance is your daily bread and that the world and the flesh and the devil, you have got an antidote to the holy word of God in the scriptures and you can live pressing into God. And tonight, if you would say, brother, there's an area of my life that's just not free. I don't know. I've tried this and that and I, I don't know. 
but I want to be free. And if I can be free, I want to be free tonight. And I'm telling you, you can be free. You can be free because Jesus Christ went to that cross and he shed his blood and he gave us the power of his name, the exousia power, and he poured out the Holy Spirit. And so who cannot be free? So I'm going to ask our pastors to come to the front. Now they'll help you, but you're going to have to help you. They'll pray for you, but you're going to have to pray too. You're going to have to resist and insist, and you're going to have to humble your heart. You're going to have to cry out and plead. Now they're, they're, see, you, they'll help you, but you got to deal with this for you. Can you understand what I'm trying to say to you tonight? You have to invoke the blood. You have to evict the devil, and you have to ask for the infilling, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray a general prayer over anyone and everyone. I'll pray a general prayer over all of us right now. But if you would like to come forward, I have a vision in my heart of this evening being a fresh spring for people who've been living in winter. I have a vision in my heart tonight of people who've been chained, maybe not 18 years, maybe 18 years. And tonight, ought not this dear one be released and you are loosed. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, You'd say, Pastor, I want to be included in this prayer tonight. There's an area in my life. Everyone, please bow your head and close your eyes. But if there's someone who would like to be included in this prayer, I'm going to pray right now for freedom, for freedom. Put your hand up. I'll take a quick look, and you can put it right back down. I see hands. Thank you. I see hands. Actually, I see more hands tonight than I saw this morning. I see lots of hands tonight. All right, please put your hands back down. Now, Father, we stand here humbly before you you gave us Jesus and Jesus gave us his life he gave us his life he gave us his blood he gave us his name and he gave us his spirit he breathed on them and said receive the Holy Spirit and so Father tonight let freedom come let freedom come every single person mom and dad or young person, teenager that lifted their hand just now. Let this be their springtime moment. Father, we plead the blood. We plead the blood of Jesus. Let Jesus cleanse everything that is wrong and sinful and unclean in our life. Let cleansing come through the precious blood of Jesus. And now in the name and the exousia of the Lord Jesus, we resist and we insist an eviction. We give an eviction decree and an eviction. I use my, I impose my will over the will of the devil. And I decree freedom is mine in the powerful exousia resurrected name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I insist and resist and command you to go. And now I ask you, Holy Spirit, fill me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet fill me Holy Spirit with fresh love and fresh fire and fresh life and make fill me with the holiness of God right now I pray I believe and I receive in Jesus name amen